morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. So I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. These episodes are recorded from my live Discord sessions where people from my community ask their questions all about family law and I try to answer them. If you would like to take part and ask a question yourself, I welcome you to join my Discord by clicking the link in my profile. Obviously, everyone that asks me a question knows that they're being recorded live for the podcast and I'm not giving advice. All I'm doing is making sensible suggestions and signposting. So, enjoy the episode. Samantha, what's your question? Previously, about two years ago, yeah. in, in a domestic abusive relationship, yeah. um, my child's father found out, um, has, has, has done an urgent like, appeal for a court order and he wants to take my little boy. Yeah. Um, they've got him a guardian now and a solicitor, um, my little boy, and um, they're saying my new partner... She's got two, um, co- not convictions, accu- uh, like accusations on her record. Right. Um, so, like, just allegations, you know? So, I was just wondering, would they be able to do anything with those? Like, to say that now I have a new partner, my child's potentially in more danger, even though they, they were never convicted or... Yeah, so what the process, Samantha, is that they can make the allegations. It's whether or not they are going to um, stand up. So the allegations may well be investigated, but if there's no merit to them, it won't go any further than that. Right, so they'll just see... Because we obviously gave them permission for them to do a check on yeah. our current partner. Yeah. Um, and that's what's come back. It, yeah. She's just had previous allegations uh, yeah. about three years ago. Yeah. So, as I say, if, if the, the court may... I mean, I obviously, I don't know what, what, what has come back, but the court may or may not give any, any weight to them. Um, it may be that your partner's asked to write a statement explaining that to the judge. Um, but, in, you know, okay. what, what you've got to remember is that so long as your children are at no harm by having contact with this person, then it will be absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a perfectly happy family. There's no concerns at all. Great. Um, and that's where that's where you'll keep tight control of it and, and you will, you know, afford the court an explanation, but only if they ask for one. Don't volunteer the information. Less is more. Okay. All right. Okay, thank you. Brilliant. You're welcome. Thanks, Samantha. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Patrick, you are next up. Hello, Patrick. Spoken to you before. How are you? I was in court a few days ago for the yeah. first hearing uh, yeah. for my kids. And yeah. then basically it was just the first hearing and it wasn't a federal. Um, so um, the judge basically um, said, I since I've got a court order, um it should continue as as you know as as it was before yeah initially she stopped contact with for me seeing my kids i remember she, yeah uh, yeah she assumed that i was using them as a visa ploy and, yes um, and stuff but now because she came into the courtroom with her mother yeah um uh, as a mackenzie friend of sort yeah um they are now trying to 
imposed that the judge agreed um, on a specific time and a specific date, which which we didn't agree to. But it's because it's two of them against one. They're trying to impose that, saying that, that, that that's what the judge said. But it was just the first hearing. There was no decision made and there was nothing, you know, we didn't agree on anything. Yeah. So my question is, what do I do from here? When I, while waiting for the next hearing, do I do I talk about this at the next hearing? Because it's it's giving me anxiety because they're trying to impose all this on me and trying to control every situation, saying I'll see my my daughter at a specific time and date. So what what order was made, Patrick, at the hearing? What did the court decide? So the first hearing, there was no decision. It was just yeah, yeah. No, the, so so the last is that if you only had one hearing. Yes, just one hearing. But I have a I had a court order. Yeah. This is the second time I'm going to court. I have a court order saying um to see my my child twice a week. And is that the last yes, order no, that was yes. made? Is that the last order that yes. was made? Okay. So yeah, it yeah. and and so so what's your question? You've got an order that says you can see the kids twice a week. Is your ex saying yes. no to that? Well, she initially she said no. Yeah. And then uh, in in court she actually walked out of the court saying she's not going to let a stranger near her kids. And then um, before I got home, I got a text saying, "Oh, you can see them at the specific time and." And a specific place. Okay. And but in the in the order there was no specification of a time and place. And because I work, I was like, this is not this does not suit. Oh, can I we talk see. About time that suits me, so we can work this out. Yeah. But they were insisting on that that time and date, knowing that it's not even suitable for me. So my question is, right? Because I've got a waiting to for the next hearing. Can I talk about this in court and try and see? what the judge says about this and try to get some sort of clarification or I don't know what's going on because yeah. I'm trying to impose that I agreed on something which I didn't agree to. I, I understand. So effectively, the, the court has allowed two contacts per week, but we don't actually have any dates ordered at the moment. So we don't have any court date. Uh, sorry, any days that you can have the contact or we don't have any times and so the issue yes. between you and your ex is that you're not able to agree on those times now it's not yeah. something that you could it's definitely a breach of the order because she's not um allowing you contact with the children when you're free so it's definitely a breach however it's not anything that puts the kids in danger so you can't make an emergency application to go back before the court Unless you can agree with her using a third party or going to mediation or whatever it might be, then your only option is going to have to wait until the next court hearing comes round, and then absolutely you can bring that before the court. The difficulty you've got, Patrick, is that if she is prepared to walk out of court before it's finished... You really are caught between a rock and a hard place because the judge the, or, the, or the magistrates, whoever's hearing your case, they can't demand that she stay. So we would just hope that we get some sort of agreement as to days and times from her. The good news is that she's allowing contact to take place. The bad news is that she's deliberately offering you dates and times that you're not available to do. Yeah. It, it's just it's such a controlling situation. It is, I mean. it is. But because you you can let the court know of that. You can tell them. It's just that you're going to have to wait to your next court hearing before you can tell them, which is frustrating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's all right. Yeah. I, it's just 
they knew exactly what they were doing when yeah. it was herself and her mom in the court you know they knew exactly her mother was not supposed to say anything but she kept butting in so it's, it's just frustrating but I, i'm not giving up i'm not gonna stop fighting good good for my kids good I, i'm not gonna give up no matter what they throw at me if it means i have to go back to court every single time then it's what i have to do yeah yeah, no, good for you, Patrick. That's all you can do is just keep going because it's your children's right to have a relationship with you. You know that. I've told you that before. So you keep fighting for yeah. them to have that right, OK? OK, thank Great. you so much. No problem. Thanks, Patrick. Bye. Hello, Mark. How are you? Are you clear? you right? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. How can I help? Um, Pete, I don't know what this is. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally confused. Um, so the, the order was... Uh, sent back by the courts um, with no penal notices attached. So we kind of went back to court, well, emailed the court and said, you know, why aren't the penal notices attached? Um, the judge then replied, um, basically saying there was nothing in his notes to say that penal notices were to, attack, to be attached, although it's been confirmed by both parties. But now he's listed it to go in front of him again. Right. Um, yeah, that that's a bit annoying. So he won't he won't put a penal notice on unless he can be satisfied that he's explained it to the other side. So that's why he's listed it for another mention because he will. The good news is you're going to get your penal notice. Um, the bad news is you're going to have to wait until you go back to court because the court has to explain the consequence of that penal notice um, before they can actually stick it on the order. That's so annoying. I know, because I've been on the phone to the courts and everything, and they were like, but apparently the, the clerk or whatever made a recommendation to the judge and then he withdrew them. I didn't understand that, so I don't. The clerk made a recommendation. I think it's because of the, the severity of what, of what the judge is being asked to do. If there's no record... Yeah, um, go on. Um, what she turned around and said is that that it's very uncommon or rare for a penal notice to be added to a family order. Uh, it's actually more common than, than we think, um, that they're attached to a lot because you will oftentimes get parents who deliberately flout the court order, like Patrick's yeah. ex, who I've just been talking to. So penal notices are attached um, all, all the time. Well, not all the time, but a lot of the time. Absolutely they are. To, to put into place some sort of consequence. But you might, you you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know, obviously, all the judges, but you might have a judge that just wants to cross the T's and dot the I's. And, you know, as, as yeah, frustrating yeah. as it is, at least you've been listed for another mention. It'll be dealt with, you'll get your penal notice, and then hopefully that will work. I really hope it does, because you've been put through the mill with contact so far. Oh, do you know what? It's driving me crazy. Oh, it must be. Nuts. It must be. You know, it's sort of one step forward, two steps back all the time. But it makes me laugh because in the enforcement, the judge ordered that contact was to take place in the contact centre ASAP. Yeah. Um. So that was on the 6th of December. Yeah. Contact centre have been in touch and mum has arranged for contact on the 21st of January. <laughs> God, it's just, honestly, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's just crazy. The kids will be but 16. Just just drop me an email. If you drop me an email, um you've you've you got my email address, drop me an email and yeah, and yeah. I'll come back to you. Yeah, just just email me. 
and I'll come back to you. Yeah, no problem. All right, no worries. Thanks, Mark. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys, hope you're enjoying the episode. Just wanted to jump in and remind you that my brand new family law courses go on sale this coming Sunday, the 22nd of January at 9am. I've done three courses to help you guys represent yourself, one covering divorce, one covering children, one covering finance. Enjoy the rest of the episode. What's your question? Um... I'm going through a divorce, obviously, at the minute, um, and my husband has moved out and he's not paying any of the mortgage, which is fine. However, um, he is refusing to sign, so the house has an offering on it, yeah. um, and he's refusing to accept it, Right. Um, and he's doing it because he thinks he has access to my two dogs, um, who I've proved I can, like, I can prove that I've purchased them, Okay. Um, and I'm just wondering what I can do from here. What what's the what's the priority? Is it to sell the property or stop him seeing the dogs? Yeah. Okay. Um what and what's he asking for in terms of visitation? Or do you think if um, if you he let him wants it split half, which I did yeah. do. Yeah. Um but that kind of opened up um really dangerous behaviour from him. So he was okay. like sitting outside the house in his car, like Ooh. watching where I was going. Okay. He harassed my family, um, which is why I stopped that. No problem. So the house is in joint names, I assume, Crookie, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, if he doesn't agree to the house being sold, then you're going to have to go to court and get an order for sale. Um, and by the okay. sounds of it, I was going to sort of suggest to you um, that you maybe look to um, negotiate with him, but clearly that doesn't seem to be a clever move given um, what's happened in the past. So it will need to be an order for sale. Now, before you do that court application, um, I would suggest step one is to write to him or have a solicitor write to him to say, look, stop mucking around. You know, there's a lot of equity in the, in the property. We need to get it sold. We need to move on. If that doesn't work, it'll have to be mediation or at least an attempt. And then you can make the application to the court. Um, okay. I mean, the reality is that if you make the application to the court, you're looking at a good three to six months before anything's okay. going to be resolved. And of course, the letter and the mediation is going to take two to three months. So it's not a quick fix, but it's the only fix you've got if the house is in joint names. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. Good luck. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Jaffa, what's your question? Oh, Jaffa, you're on mute. Take yourself. Oh, there we go. What's your question? Um, I've got a consented court order from October 21. Um, during the financial remedy, we both wanted the uh, development property. Um, but to move things along, I agreed that she could have the property. Um, so she said that her plans were to split a barn off the land sell it with planning permission and pay with the proceeds yeah. to allow me to clear my matrimonial debt. Yeah. Um, and then she would complete renovating the house and um, sell that and make a final payment last September. Yeah. Um, last August, I got a, a letter from her solicitor saying that um, there'd been delays in making a planning application. She asked for a six-month extension uh, until March this year. Um, and I was told that they were making the application within days. So as of today, there's still no application for planning. Um, so th- there's no way that she's going to be able to do everything by March 1st. Yeah. So if I wait until March to do anything, the order said that um, if the property would go to auction, um, the first auction is not until sort of mid-April. Um, so by the time things are going to get finalised, we're talking about you know end of May probably. Um, even though I've, I've agreed to this extension and they made the application to 
the court, can I still sort of write to the exit solicitor and say that what are your plans to make payment on the 1st of March? If there isn't a payment, can we get the property in an auction beforehand? Because there's one in sort of mid-February. Um, I just don't know whether, because I've agreed to it, whether now I can't, I can, you know, can't say I want to change things. Yeah, no, no, absolutely you can. Can I just check with you, Have has the order been sealed? Oh, yeah, it was sealed in October 21. Sorry, I missed that um, part. So Beg your pardon. Okay. Okay. But uh, it, the the original order then, or the October 21 order, is that being complied yeah. with to the letter? It's not, is it? Because outside of that, you have oh, agreed to some extensions. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the, um, the order allowed for two payments, one in March yeah. 21, uh, yeah. sorry, 22, and yeah. one in September 22. Neither yeah. of those payments yeah. came so, to so, Yeah, so don't, don't worry about the fact that you've had an outside agreement. Um, technically, the order's being breached. So absolutely, you know, you can now go back to her solicitors with confidence and say, look, I'm going to enforce this order. This this has got yeah. to this has got to, you know, be stepped up. It's you know, we're getting into the second year of this order being made and nothing's been complied with. I, I, you know, yeah. you're losing confidence and quite rightly in her ability to fulfill the order. You know, that the house, there's no planning permission or anything yet. And there should be something. And if the other side's yeah. genuine, as I'm sure you know, they, they'll just be sending you bits of information just to keep you in the loop with what's going on. And none of that's happening. So, yeah, the fact yeah. that you've made a separate agreement outside of the order won't alter the order at all. You, with confidence, okay. go back and say, look... I want to sort this out, you know, and and if you force my hand into making an enforcement application because, for example, she won't give the property up for auction in February, then you'll be taking advice with regard to costs as well, because you've already got the order once. You don't really want to be going back to court a second time. No, exactly. It should just be a matter of enforcement. Exactly. Making life yeah. Easier. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. All right. Thanks very much indeed. No problem. Thanks. Bye bye, Andrea. Now, I think I recognise your name. My little boy has basically refused to go to his father's ever since basically that weekend. Yeah. Initially, he was saying, I'm too poorly to go because he had been poorly around that time. As time's gone on, more and more things have sort of come to light around why he doesn't want to go. Um, he, 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 you know, he said... He, doesn't like daddy's girlfriend he said that when he goes there he's not allowed to sit on the sofa that he's left in the house on his own when he goes to bed that's not as concerning as it sounds dad and girlfriend are outside in the garden smoking oh i see boy finds it scary yeah i have done everything that i can think of to try and get my little boy to go so i have um i have offered dad to come here and spend a bit of time with my little boy i'll disappear they can have a chat to talk about the problems he can have a cup of tea I have tried dropping my son off. I've tried dropping my friend, my son to my friend's house and dad's pick up from there. Um, Christmas sort of it all came to a head and dad basically said, I'm not putting myself or my family through this anymore. I won't be seeing Joshua now, our little boy, until the middle of January. The middle of January is now approaching. My little boy's due to go on Wednesday um, and he's picking them up from an after-school club facility that I use. If my little boy refuses to go, what do I do? Because I'm talking, he's kicking, he's screaming, he's running upstairs and hiding. Yeah. Even when he was with my friend, he just run upstairs and hid. Now, there is a court order in place. So yeah. I'm very conscious yeah. that I don't want to breach that court order. But I also don't want to 
have my son being carried out of my house or out of after school club. Yeah. I think the first thing I would say to you, Andrea, is this isn't a problem to be borne by just your shoulders, okay? This is for both you and dad. So I, I get yeah. that so a lot of times that the resident parent or the, the, the parent with, with which the child lives always feels it's their responsibility. And the way our court yeah. orders are worded, it does say that you are to make the child available for contact. However, you're doing that you're doing that. And yes. from everything that you've said, you are trying your hardest to try and bridge this gap. I would be pushing yes. some of that responsibility back to dad and sort of saying to dad, look, I throw my hands in the air. I really don't know what else I can do here. You and I need to start to co-parent and you and I need to get on the same page. It's probably not good yes. enough for dad to say, you know what, I've had enough of this, I need a break and I'll be back in touch in January because that doesn't really fix the problem. You know, has dad... We need to spend time together. Yeah. Has dad taken you up on your offer of, of having a chat with him in your house? Did dad ever take no. you up on that? Okay. No. Um, no, sadly he didn't. He, okay. he the, the response, because that, that was offered via text message, mm. the response was, I don't want a cup of tea. I'll be there at 10 o'clock. Make sure he's ready. Um, yeah, basically, make sure he's ready. But yeah. I didn't respond to that. I just left it. When Dad arrived, my little boy refused yeah. um, and ran off. And I said, I've told you what needs to happen. You need to sit down and talk to him. There's things he needs to say to you that you need to hear. Yeah. I said, I can tell you. But you'll just think I'm being horrible. Yeah. Well, he's not talking to me, so you're going to have to tell me. So I told him the problems, and my little boy was in earshot of me telling him the problems. Um, and my little boy did go with him so that they could have a conversation, because Dad won't speak to my little boy without his girlfriend present. Um, so they, them three, had a conversation, um, and I got a text message from Dad saying, he's happy now, he's going to come, he's feeling better. And then I spoke to my little boy and I said, what, you know, um, did, did you have a conversation with Daddy? Yes, I'm Gemma. Okay, brilliant. And you're feeling happier about going? Well, no, not really. I said, oh, well, Daddy told me you feel better about going. He said, Daddy wouldn't shut up until I agreed to go back. How old is your little boy? He said, so I just agreed mm. to go because it was the only way to stop him talking about it, Mummy. Okay. But I'm still not allowed to sit on the sofa. I still have to go to bed and they're outside in the garden. I still have to sit in the kitchen and eat on my own. All the things that are, that, that are, yeah, that yeah, are yeah. problems yeah. are still there. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Andrea, I, I, again, I would just repeat what I've already said. You've got to share this problem oh, yeah, with Dad. Right. It's not just on your shoulders. You know, Dad has got to step up as well. And if Dad says, well, look, I've spoken to him, what more I can do? What, what more can I do? I think you just need to echo that sentiment and say, you're absolutely right. To be honest with you, I feel exactly the same. I have tried yes. everything that I can think of and there's nothing more that I can do where do we go from here you know and and i think once you stop taking that responsibility and push some of that back on dad um let, let's see where you go from there i'm not saying it's going to work it might be that dad just walks away but it the, there isn't too much more i think you can do if i'm perfectly honest no Okay, cool. All right. I'm just panicking because Wednesday's approaching and, I, yeah. and my little boy's already 
starting to say that I don't want to go. I, yeah. And you know what? Re- on Monday. Yeah, reassure him that he will not be forced to do anything he's not comfortable with. Because what you don't want is for him to have anxiety. And, and I'm sure that, you know, he's... No. Yeah. So uh, just reassure him. Go, look, it's absolutely fine. It's absolutely fine. Let's not worry about it until Wednesday. And when dad arrives, we can all have another chat then. Um, let's not worry about anything. Okay. And, and I think at least that reassures yeah. him. And then, yeah, maybe the parents have got to, you know, you and dad have just got to talk about it some more. I mean, it's ironic, isn't it, that dad's fairly stubborn and so is the son. Yes. <laughs> so the Absolutely, apple didn't yeah. fall yeah, too yeah, far from the yeah. tree there. <laughs> yeah. All right, Andrea, but look, all the best. Thank you so much for your help. Take care. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Elski, you are next. What's your question? I am... Um, started my divorce and it's we've done it online yeah um and we've been separated five years now yeah um i need to do a financial order but i don't know where to start what what i need advice on there is no property between us yeah my ex-husband did set up a business um which he set up while we're still married still living together and everything um and I'm currently unable to work because I'm looking after my daughter who's autistic. Who, yeah. She was diagnosed about 18 months ago now. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that possibly needs sorting out. He's not paying what he should be on maintenance, but I just don't know where to, where to start, start with any of it really. And I've tried to look online and the different suggestions and whether you go legal advice or not, I'm just really confused. Yeah, and, and, and the reason that you won't find the answer on online um, is because it's very bespoke. So, for example, if, if I'm going to give somebody a consultation about finances, I'm going mm-hmm. to start by asking them, how long is the relationship? How old are you? Is there anything yeah. that prevents you from working, i.e. like your child's autism there that you've just mentioned? Um, how much yeah. are you earning? How much is he earning? What are the assets yeah. in the marriage? What are the debts in in the marriage so that's the starting yeah. point and of course those answers are going to be different for every single family and then based yeah. on those answers I'm then going to tell you based on what you've told me what you are legally entitled to financially and what you could expect a court to make by way of a financial order so okay. that that's why the best place to start is always with a consultation with a family law solicitor because I think okay. until until you've got the advice and you know what you're entitled to you're just not in a position to sit down and negotiate or I mean you can negotiate but you can't negotiate with any kind of confidence and you also don't know without the advice if you start to negotiate actually am I being ripped off here am I entitled to a little bit more am I I being too greedy am I asking for too much so Please don't take, you know, advice from family and friends that have been through it because it's very bespoke to each couple. You know, we can get a general flavour of what people are entitled to, but we can't act with any accuracy until we've actually spoken to you. So that has to be the starting point. All right. Yeah, and if he if he doesn't want to give figures and, and yeah. I don't know what his current earnings are, and he's moved in yeah. with um, another woman who he's just proposed to, even though our divorce isn't finalised until March. Right. So does, does 
how do if, I get him to give me sort of the information I need regards so, to learnings? Yeah, like so that. that's really difficult because you can't force him to do that. And typically, mm. if, if, you know, if I'm writing out to the other side to say, look, this is what my client's told me in terms of, you know, financial financials that are in the, in the marriage. This is what I've advised my client. However, mm. you obviously need to provide me with your side of the story. If they're not engaging, then the only remedy is to go to court which is really frustrating because actually if if we could just get around the table and talk about it we could resolve it far quicker but the reality is we can't force someone to do that without the help of the court because the court can the court can order somebody to make um you know full disclosure and if they don't Mm. the court's got powers to make orders in the absence of that disclosure but of course we don't have that same power so yeah as frustrating as it is if he if he refuses to engage and by that i mean disclose his financial information it would need to be a court Mm. order court application sorry but the first step would be to book with a family lawyer yeah, I, I would. And, you know, just, just get get the flavour of what you're entitled to. And then you mm-hmm. could either write out to him yourself and say, look, I've taken some advice. This is what I propose as a settlement, a financial settlement. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Or you could get the solicitor to do it a little bit more formally to say, this is what yeah. we've told our client she's entitled to. If you're in agreement, we'll begin to draft the order. Um, and and yeah. that that should sort of be the first steps, really. Yeah. Okay. And that, I could potentially book that with yourself. You could. Really, you could. Really and really yeah, you could. And the other thing I was going to say to to yourself as well as others that are listening, some people are very intimidated about making an appointment with a solicitor. Or they feel that if they make the appointment, it has to be ongoing. You know, they've got to then recruit the solicitor to do everything. That's not the case. You know, you can make it very clear at the beginning of the consultation. Look, I just need a one-off consultation. um, And after that, I'm going to have a think about it. That is absolutely fine. That's absolutely fine. And, And I say that not just for your benefit, but for others that are listening as well. Thank you. All right. No problem. Thanks. Bye. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode. Just wanted to jump in and let you guys know that what you're actually listening to is people on my Discord channel um, who ask me questions when I go live every Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday between 6 and 7. So if you've got a question that you want to ask, by all means feel free to join me. Or alternatively, if you just check out my Discord uh, channel anyway, you'll see that we've got three forums covering divorce, finance and children. So if you wanted to leave a question there, then one of the members of my community will be able to help. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Uh, Kelly, you are next up. Whenever you're ready, ask me your question. It is. I've got a 10-year-old daughter. Um, uh, obviously, I was in a relationship with the father for six months. Yeah. Um, it was quite abusive verbally and mentally uh, and physically. Um, when she was three months old, it didn't want nothing to do with her. He ran social services, um, basically making numerous allegations social worker came out saw that she was fine i was still living with my mum and dad at the time and um they said right that's fine if you cut contact he's got no he's on the birth certificate um he has been told by social services he's got 20 i lost count of 27 kids up and down the country um anyway she's now wanting to um change her name her last name um, to 
my partner's the new partner. I've got a child with him at the moment. Um, and we're in, we've been in a stable relationship for about six years now. And he's took her on since she was four, four years old. Um, she's wanting to change her name, so she's got the same name as her brother. Yeah. Um, I've, been, I've been to different solicitors. And the term says if the biological dad's on the birth certificate, he's got to have, he's got to have his say. He's made no attempts to contact to make contact with my daughter um, and she just feels now that my current partner is, is her dad. So what's yeah. your question of me, Kelly? How do you change your name without father's permission? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So yeah, the the advice that you've been given so far is absolutely right. If father's on the birth certificate, he has parental responsibility. And therefore, if a child is under 16, you've got to get both parents' permission before the name can be changed. If one of the parents won't give their permission, then you have to make a court order, sorry, a court application for a court order. So what the, what the order will say is that you have permission to change the child's name and you can then show that order to deed poll, for example, or, you know, if you're having a change of name deed done. Where you need to take some advice is whether or not your application to the court is going to be successful. And that depends on how involved father is. So if you're telling me that father isn't really that involved, then that strengthens your case, okay? And when it comes to letting dad know, all that means is that when you make your court application, you have to serve dad with that application. So you've got to let him know that, look, I'm applying to the court for permission to change her name in the absence of your permission. So it's all doable. Um, and from what you've said, you know, you, you've, got a, you've got a good chance of getting, getting that or getting that order because it looks as if dad's not involved really well dad hasn't been involved since she was three months old yeah um when i had my son in 2019 he did make contact saying that he was going to ring social services and try and get my daughter sophia took off me and stuff like that nothing went nothing went too social um nothing got came out of that he he's made numerous threats and i've got police from where I had my daughter um, saying, because I had police recordings saying that it was going to slit my daughter's throat and make me watch. Um, he's still allowed around children. He's got, he's with a, with a partner now and he's, she's got four kids to him. Um, he doesn't really need my daughter because he's not really been there for her. Um, she doesn't know who he is or what he looks like. How old is she um, now, Kelly? How old is your daughter now? She's 10. She's just turned 10. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, what you also might want to think about is that if he hasn't seen her in, in 10 years, let's say, um, you might want to say to the court, look, can I get his parental responsibility removed as well? But make the application. I think given such a long absence, you know, you have got a relatively strong case. All right. Right, Brilliant. Fine. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Kelly. Bye. HK, you are next up. What's your question? Um, so I've, um, I've got um, a, we've got a arrangement case going on at the moment. Um, I had my first hearing back in December. Um, there, there are a lot of safeguarding concerns to do with the father who's currently trying to get the children overnight, but he's not had contact for a while because of some of the issues that happened that it wasn't safe for the children to to be seeing him um without supervision yeah he didn't agree to being supervised yeah 
Um, so when he's gone to court, I was unrepresented because I thought it was it said a safeguarding interview on the court order. Um, so I didn't have any representation because I thought it was just an interview to address the safeguarding concerns. Um, but when I turned up, it was it was actually a hearing, and he had his solicitor with him. Um, she the the judge um, requested a full police disclosure, um, and he made it clear he wanted everything from everything that's on the record with both of us. So um, he made because the his solicitor at one point tried to clarify whether it was just just the sexual assault that took place. And the judge replied to her and he said, no, I want everything, everything that's on the record with these two. I want to see it, I want a full disclosure. So he made that really clear to her. Yeah. And um, she was the one that got given the job to draft the court order. And the judge also made it clear to her then to send it to me to approve. Yeah. Um, before sending it to the court to approve. Um, yeah. Now she didn't send it to me to approve. And she also added in wording to the police disclosure part of the court order. This is obviously without my approval. I think she knew what she was doing. Um, she sent it with wording that cuts out any reports that are made from any of the third parties, like neighbours or um, his previous partner, who he, he there were serious concerns with her as well. Um, and she's also cut out dates, which cut out the most recent incidents that have happened with my children, my children that I have with him. Okay. Um, so... Um, I have I've sent it back to the court, like I've sent an email to the court to explain that this is what's happened. Um, she didn't ask me to approve the court order and she's 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 worded it incorrectly to what the judge said and she's added in dates where he he made it clear he wanted everything. Um, now the court passed it on to their specialist legal team who have contacted her but are waiting a response. But they'd already approved the order because they thought that I had approved it because that's what they said to her once. Once I've approved it, send it to the court for approval. Um, and I just wanted to know, in the like in the meantime, um, I'm applying for my legal aid. Um, but will it? Because because the funding for the police disclosure is coming from legal aid. Um, once I apply for that, and I am eligible to that thing, um, will will that mean she can? apply for the police dis the limited police disclosure which she's put on the order um, and then will it be hard to challenge that in court and say that no there are incidents that aren't in the police disclosure that have been withheld or should I be waiting for the court to alter the order and then get my legal aid um I'm just, uh, okay, I'm so sure. yes, yeah, so we've got got a couple of things going on in the mix here. Just carry on and apply for your legal aid. That that isn't conditional yeah. on what orders made. All right, so you just crack on and do that because as soon as you've got your legal aid, you'll have a solicitor. Um, yeah. I think n no order has been sent to the police yet, and my understanding from what you've just told me is that the dispute is back with the court again. So the court are the court aware yeah. that you do not agree that the existing yeah. order doesn't reflect yeah, what um, the judge said they're okay. aware of that okay when good I did speak to the court at the end of December um, she said that solicitor because it's been approved that is the order that stands at the moment so the solicitor can apply for the police disclosure because it's in because it's been ordered by the court okay so what so you so yeah so what you need to do is you just write back into the court again and you say that yeah. unfortunately the order doesn't reflect what the judge directed, okay? Yeah. And that even if that, that solicitor files the order with the police 
um, it, yeah. it's it, you're going to need to get more information from the police. So actually, we're just wasting time okay. because um, okay. when the new police information comes in, it's not going to cover everything that the judge said it was to cover. So you'll be asking okay. for another direction, for another police order, for more information. So okay. it, it's a bit of a it's so a bit of a pain. I I would just so you've got it on record. It probably won't change yeah. anything. But at least if at the next hearing, if somebody says to you, well, you know, did you let the court know? You can say, yes, I did. Yeah. Here's a copy of my letter. Yeah, I have sent them quite a few emails because I've sent them the chain of emails that I've, I've been trying to get in touch with the solicitors and explaining how the order is wrong and how, because I, I think there's a little bit of conflict of interest because I've actually met her before um, when she was representing my ex at the start of our relationship, obviously before I, any red flags um, appeared, I was um, I was doing a lot of the work on because he had another child arrangements case with his son, um, and so I was going to the appointments and I, I met the solicitor. I was the one that found her and had I had to have phone calls with her to try and um, get that sorted. So I feel like there's a little bit of conflict of interest because. I have worked with her before. Yeah, but you, you, um, you were. It's, it's, it's not, a, it's not a conflict because when you okay. dealt with her, you were on the yeah. same side. So now she's yeah. still working for him. Okay. There is no conflict because when you, when you met okay. her, sorry, not worked for her. Well, when you yeah. met her, you were on the side of yeah. your ex. So that's fine. She, okay. she can do that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would, I would just let the court know that it's not agreed and it doesn't reflect. I think the important okay. thing to say is it doesn't reflect what was ordered at court and let the other yeah. side know that as well. Okay? Okay. Great. Okay. All Thank right. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ed, going to come to you next. Can you hear me? Hello. Oh, hello, Ed. What's your question? Hi, yeah. yeah. Um, just give me a background on my situation. So um, I have a child uh, with an ex-partner. She... Um, she, she basically like uh, ate, like kept me, kept me out of the loop of the pregnancy. Um, when I've gone to uh, find out about the pregnancy, I've only, I've only managed to find out after uh, being issued with a without notice non molestation order ten weeks after our child was born. Okay. Now the courts initially uh, gave a six month non molestation order to which I accepted, but appealed on it based on the grounds were completely fabricated. And not true. Within her first statement, she stated that she had evidence to back up her claim. Um, and then further down the line, uh, she's then come out and said that she hasn't got any of the evidence. And in actual fact, she's also stated that she has um, over-exaggerated uh, most parts of the statement. Now, we've gone down to had a few hearings, and we're now going the next step is going to a fact-finding hearing. But the, the normal station order was, was um, supposed to have ended on the, well, the, the, the very start of December. Uh, but from the last hearing, um, the uh, judge ordered that they wanted to keep the, the normal station order in place until uh, all fact findings is being done and, um, uh, and, and then on. So my question is, how can I appeal that the normal station order is still in place? Do I need to write to the judge itself or do I need to go down some form of court of appeal? You know what? I uh, Well, that, let, me, let me say this to you first, Ed. I wouldn't, be yeah. try to, I wouldn't be trying to appeal that decision because what this, this judge is going to make a decision in the future with regard to child contact. 
I just I yeah. wouldn't be getting the back of the court yeah, up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just I just wouldn't yeah, be doing yeah. it. I mean, you know, the yeah. fact is, by the sounds of it, you're not having too much to do with her anyway. You can't go anywhere near her through the non-molestation yeah. order. Um, you, you ch- exactly. So actually, by having that non-molest- non-molestation order in place, it doesn't change anything. So I would focus your efforts on the fact-find hearing. Now, the first question I had for you was, if you haven't had contact, why are we going to a fact-find hearing? Yeah, because she, she stated that she, it, it, she stated quite, again, a lot of exaggerated, if not completely falsified information in regards to around our relationship. Uh, I've also uh, stated right. quite a few issue, issues as well around, around, obviously, around domestic abuse and... Yeah. Uh, and, and, likes um so so, so yeah, is, more... is is she is she saying that your your behavior during the relationship is such that she's absolutely worried that you're going to be having the same sort of impact upon the child that you've never seen yeah correct yeah okay which yeah which yeah again you know she, she's met my family she's met me she, I'm, you know i've never been subjected to child child abuse or ever you know i've, ne- I've never related to any the fact that I would be abusive towards our child, the fact that I've relocated my, myself from the other side of the country up to where I am now, for me, speaks volumes of my, of my intentions of, of willing to wish yeah. wishing to, true, to be a true loving father yeah. to, for our child. But yeah. yeah she's, so I again, think she's just trying to do whatever she can to yeah. keep me away from the from the child's life. I think your your focus then, Ed, forget the appeal for now. Your focus needs to be on obviously challenging all the allegations that are put to you at the fact find, but in any event saying this has no relevance to my bearing on seeing the child. And if the court has any concerns, then let's start with some supervised contact, not by her, obviously. And put your yeah. put your focus into that. I mean, this fact find, how many allegations has she made or how how many days has the fact find been listed for? It's been listed for three days. She's, three she, days? Her initial, um, her initial uh, uh, allegation she made was 47, but now they've whittled it down to about 24. Oh, my God. Again, they, oh, my which, God. What? Again, which, which, which all of them are pretty much all just, just absolutely... Um, like falsified and have no no evidence, and I've actually managed to um, p- produce evidence which on on more than, more than two um, cases of evidence where it, 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 it well, in my opinion it clearly it clearly states that she's in the wrong and she's just making this up. Yeah. Um, um, what court? What court yeah. are you in, Ed? Where whereabouts in the country are you? So in New, it's in Newcastle. Court. Newcastle. So, okay. Yeah, as, as you can tell by my accent, I'm not originally from the area. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and I've, I've only just literally been up here a year now. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the only reason yeah. I ask, I was interested in, in, like, family courts are so snowed these days that all those allegations yeah. seem excessive and to list it for three days when you haven't had any contact with the child at all, my God, it just seems yeah, a bit the, excessive. The, the, but the child's, now, the, the child's now coming on to, to nine months old and, and they have casted those researchers and they said, you know, she is, she is, she is young and, and our child... Um, what, you know, it doesn't quite wear this, but you know, she's still in her very much in her early developmental eight uh, uh, eight years, where she needs to, to. First of all, she needs to meet her dad for a start. She's yet she we've yet to meet yeah. each other. All, yeah. we, all I've been provided is uh, is six pictures of her. Yeah, that's it. And now that, that they had, they had to be ordered by the court for her to for, for, uh, for her to 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 provide them to, to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a three day fact finding here, and and it, again. 
it's, it's frustrating as a pre made sound in my tone and voice. It, 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 there's no need for it because I feel like I've navigated quite a lot of her claims that she's made against me. Yeah. Um, through the, through the inf- information that I've provided. So, yeah. Um, no, it sounds yes. like you, you're doing. I, I do just want to give another shout out. So, uh, Mark Lewis, who who is on my TikTok and in my Discord all the time, has just reminded me by putting a message on TikTok. And thank you for that, Mark. Um, Both parents matter. Charitable organisation um, that you can reach out to if you wanted to, Ed. Um, and yeah, it it, it deals a lot with with dads, um, and that's why they're called Both Parents Matter. So, if you did need some additional support going into this marathon fact find my goodness three days yeah. dear god yeah. um then by all means reach out to them if you if you wanted to okay thank you for that mart um but yeah ed i i think i think you're doing the right thing i i i'd say again just just forget the appeal and just focus down onto dismissing the allegations one by one um and reassuring the court that actually it's in the child's best interest that they have contact with you okay yeah thank you brilliant Good luck, Ed. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Shaz, you're next up. What's your question? It's regarding the son. Um, his partner's left with the kids last year and we're funding a C100 yeah. in September and we had the CASCAS um, team got in touch with my son in about around November, just before they said that there was going to be a court hearing on the... Not a court hearing between the CASCAS and the judge on the 22nd of November. Um, the CASCAS has done a little um, statement where my son has done a little statement of what's happened. Um, we're in January and um, we've been chasing the CASCAS team because um, there was something he needed to amend on the statement, which my son disagreed because he's got a bit of a communication problem. We haven't heard anything, but today the CASCAS team says they haven't still got in touch with her or they can't trace and track her. Um, is this normal? Because we've been like... Since September, we've done the C100. We haven't had a hearing. We haven't seen the kids. We have nothing's gone forward. Yeah. And to be honest, we haven't done a solicitor because I'm my son's Mackenzie friend because my son's got a disability of communication. So I'm trying to assist him. Yeah, yeah. Now that that that's good. Um, it's not normal, Shaz. If I'm perfectly honest with you, you would have thought that four months later you'd have had a hearing date by now. Um, I'm not entirely. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what CAFCAS are doing from from your explanation. I mean, generally, the first thing that CAFCAS will do is a safeguarding letter, and all that means is they'll put your son's name and his ex partner's name through the police computer and the social services computer, and whatever it spits out, mm-hmm. they'll let the court know. Um, and the idea behind it is that if the parents did agree at the first hearing that contact should take place, the court want to make sure that contact's safe and that no one's got a criminal record for domestic violence or, you know, been known to social services beforehand. And that's all that CAFCAS do really in the first part. So I... This is where I was a bit confused. Sorry for interrupting. No, this it's fine. confused because they've done that with my son. Um, there's no sort of domestic violence, there's no child abuse, there's nothing because there's nothing has ever happened because the police has never been called out for anything of that sort. So yeah. we were all quite sort of certain about everything, but yeah. we just don't know where she's took the kids. She's took the kids from January last year about this time and it's been a whole year. My son's, it's putting a big impact on his health because he's missing his kids and he's on TikTok trying to express his feelings, how he misses them. 
but we j I just don't know what to do. I don't know if I should. I think to solicitor a, or a, a event back to the courts. Well, eventually you're going to have to get some sort of address or contact details for her. So while now, if I were in your shoes, I'd be doing two things. I'd be constantly chasing Kafkas and to get a fuller explanation as to what the holdup is. But I'd also be trying my damnedest to find out at least what area she's in. You know, r just do everything you can. Use social media, oh, reach out to sorry, friends. Sorry for interrupting. When she left in January, from January to um, beginning of March, she kept in touch with my son, saying she needed a space, which I says to my son that maybe the lockdown, and then she had, uh, the previous year, she, in August, she had a son, and it was an emergency cesarean, and I says, maybe it's postnatal depression, and she's just gone off, and she needs a space. So from January last year to March, she was speaking to my son, and then she completely cut off and disconnected the call, the lines are disconnected. We did get a solicitor at that point, um, they did trace and track, they couldn't track her. But my son says when he was talking to her, she was saying she's in Reading and we're in Leeds. And we we have gone up to Reading, being like idiots, trying to see if we can find her, walking about with the kids or anything. But we couldn't do that, we couldn't find it. It was impossible because Reading's a quite a big place and we were assuming she'd been in a shared house because that's what my son says. She did give a bit of information of a shared house, but we didn't know how she got into a shared house and we're not sure if it's certain because but there's no domestic the, violence. Yeah, so we but, don't know what's happened here. So, so, so the bottom line is, as we said, you don't know where she is. So you've got no, to put no, your your yeah. So you've got to put your energy into trying to find that. I mean, you you could start by using maybe an inquiry agent. That's something that you can do privately. Just Google. I did, I, I did do that in uh, just before I did the C one hundred. Okay. Um, the detective. I did a detective, and um, he said to me that there's certain places we can go to and certain places we can't. So I think what he meant was if she's in a. Uh, in domestic violent homes or one of these places where they normally go ladies with children they're not allowed to release that information or the dress to us it's some sort of legal term so she has, can't do that okay so if you've exhausted every avenue and there's nothing yeah. else you can do then you're going to have to apply to the court for what we call a disclosure order Okay, and it's a yeah, and and that's that's essentially you you're you're saying to the court, you know, can can the court help find out where she is because you're not going to be able to progress the application unless she's served with the application. We were told at the court when we gave the C one hundred that they're going to uh, track trace and track her because obviously she's on benefits. Yeah. Today, my son says that the Cascas team has been in touch. And um, to amend that statement, and he's mentioned to Shah that we haven't even um, got in touch with her. We haven't even found her. Well, it's the court that will do it, Shaz. And, and you know, nobody can disappear like that. The children will be traceable, if nothing else. So it's not down to Kafka, it's so, down to the court. So we really need to chase the courts up, really. Well, you need to ask them for a disclosure order, is what you oh, need sure. to do. Yeah. All right? Okay. Brilliant. Okay, thank Thanks, you. Shaz. Bye-bye. I appreciate this, man. Uh, Frankenstein, you are next up. What's your question? Just in a bit of a position at the moment, I just wanted to see where I stand. Um, me and Dad separated over a year ago, just over a year ago. Um, we have mediated between ourselves for the most part. Yeah. Last March, um, I put an amount to him that I thought would be 
fair to pay. He didn't want to go down the CMS route. Um, we have a joint mortgage together. Um, we also have childcare costs. Now, these are my parents that we moved from hundreds of miles away and the last four and a half, five years. Um, my mum provides the childcare, but at a quite high cost. Yeah. Um, because that is their income, which is fair, and um, which means I can't claim any of it back if I want to go down the route of any kind of credit or benefit. Um, has been working okay, and then um, Dad was paying half the mortgage. Um, some to children, his phone contracts that are in my name and um, his half of the childcare. That was working absolutely fine. Um, he made comments in the November that, you know, he doesn't agree with paying um, his half the house insurance. And I said, that's fine, you can come off of it, but I would like some things moved that are the potential to cause the problem for the house insurance. Um, when he left, I had the house valued at 315. This year, I've done a lot to Bring the house back up to spec it was one of the main reasons why he was asked to leave because the house was destroyed it's now back up to 425 and um, i've made huge improvements and but november was the last payment he's made he has in december there's been zero including his phone contracts his half of the mortgage or any penny at all towards the children and um, so i've done the mortgage cost this month but it's not something that I could carry on doing. I've contacted the lender, let them know. Um, they've said that Dad has to get in contact with them. Um, Dad has buried his head in the sand. The last contact was 1.30 in the morning, New Year's Day, to say we really need to talk about our two children, five and seven. Um, my eldest, the seven-year-old, uh, he had conflict with Dad over Christmas. He was not permitted to call Mummy. Um, my son is uh, on the ASD spectrum and I know how to talk him around and keep him put if daddy was to call. Um, but unfortunately, he's now at a point where he doesn't want to go. He was needing some encouragement beforehand. It was an every other week weekend um, and half of all school holidays. But dad has now, um, since drop off on the 2nd of January, has gone no contact. There's been, I, I can't get him to communicate, I've asked him to speak to the bank and he is not making any contact whatsoever, there's still been no payment. Um, I'm concerned that he was going to rack up the phone bills because um, I paid for his and his eldest son who's 19's phone. Um, I've cancelled the contracts on them just to be precautionary, I know he has access to another phone so I wasn't concerned, um, but that's obviously cost me a lot of money to kill the contracts on that. And I'm just wanting to know where I go with the fact that he doesn't want to pay a single penny towards anything at all. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, we can't force somebody to pay um, with, without, no. without a court order or without some sort of adjustment in place. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that the first thing you need to do, because obviously, you know, and I say this to everybody that, that calls in and has 
um, or wants questions answered around the finance element of the divorce is you've got to get yourself at least one hour of a consultation with a family law solicitor and we will go in depth with you as to length of marriage and ages of parties, income capacity, how many children, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And from the answer to those questions, we can then give you the advice to what you're legally entitled to. Now, from then... Once we know exactly what you're legally entitled to, if he's not then ticking those boxes, we can then put in place a strategy as to how you get that. And it may be a court application um, in order that something is sold or something is transferred into your name or whatever. It may even be that we we tell you to stop paying certain things or to start paying Mm -hmm. certain things. So it's, but what I would say is if he has dropped off the radar and he's not communicating, generally it's because for them to get involved, there is no incentive. For them to get involved, it's going to cost them money. For them to get involved, they're going to have to give something up, okay? So when when you put yourself in their shoes and think, what is their incentive to sort this out and get involved? If there isn't one, it makes it all the harder. And know that you or even I as a solicitor, we can't force them to do that. Only the court can do that, okay? But of course, we don't know at this stage what we're asking the court to help us with. So I think step one, get yourself some advice, whether it be with me or somebody else, so that you know exactly what you're entitled to. And from there then, that solicitor will give you a strategy as to how you go about achieving that. And it's not always a court application, but at least it will give you a better understanding of how you can fix the problem. Okay. All right. um, Dad does turn up on Friday if he turns up to collect the children um, and hopefully they will be happy to go um and i tried not to have any conversations with lem around um is it something that i should be discussing on the I think, look, yeah, I mean, lots of people will have what we call a kitchen table discussion. That's absolutely fine. But at the moment, you're you're not able to have that discussion because you don't actually know what you're entitled to. So that's what I'm saying. Once you find that out, absolutely, you know, have a chat to him. I mean, it's it's not a bad thing. If you need to discuss finances in front of the children, I'm sure if the TV's on and you sit at the doorstep, as long as it doesn't, you know, amount to an argument. But what you're saying to him is, look... Just uh, we've got to sort out the finances. How about I put everything in writing to you and I drop you an email? You know, happy with that? That sort of conversation yeah. in front of children is absolutely fine. I think if you're going to My talk worry about, is he's um, just going to bury his head in the sand and he wants the house to possibly even go to repossession because yeah, well, and this is where just... I think, but that might be your worry. But know that you're in control mm. of that. So there, there are yeah. things that you can do to prevent that. And and what I try and say to clients is. You're actually one step ahead if you suspect that's what he may do. Because actually, mm-hmm. you kind of know where he's going or how he's going to approach it. So do something mm-hmm. about it. Rather than thinking, yeah. oh, what if he does this? What if he does that? Then fix it. Do something about it. Because yeah. that is within that's your control. As many yeah. options as possible. Am Good. I allowed to move my parents in while this is all going on? Would you know? Um, yeah, is the house in joint names? It is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How long has he how long has he been gone? Um over a year. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, if you if anything, your parents will give you some moral support. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No problem it at all. Help financially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Lovely. All right. Thank you very much for your help. No problem. All the best. Bye. You too. Bye. That's our first session of the week done, guys. We are just after seven. Back again tomorrow, six till seven. So hope you will all join me then. Apologies to the 14 of you still with your hand up. We started off a bit slow this evening. I think there was only a couple of people with their hands up until about 20 past six and then it went a bit crazy. So maybe join us a little bit earlier tomorrow um, and I'll get through a few more questions or as many as I possibly can. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Paddy's just telling me the notification went out a little bit later than, than it normally does. Um, but yeah, back here again tomorrow, um, six till seven. Until then, guys, take care um, and I'll speak to you tomorrow evening. Bye. <laughs>